Uh, hello guys, my name's Andrew, I'm the uh, Vice President of Social Justice Society and welcome back to our podcast. Um, today our podcast is going to be the, on the Black Lives Matter movement with what's been going on in America as well as all over the world. Um, with me I've got a few of my friends, a few, um, as well as my cousin <laughs> who decided to jump on. Um, so just a little instruction about who I am. My name is Andrew, I study a Bachelor of Government, National Relations and Asian Studies with a major in Japanese um, at Griffith University. Um, I'm not really too knowledgeable about this topic. Um, I know about it due to mutual friends, um, but I'm massively interested in learning more. Um, and with me, I will go to first Tani. Yeah. Uh, so I'm an Indigenous woman of the Barbara Nation in the far north Queensland of Cairns, so around the Tablelands area. I'm also a university student at USQ, uh, studying a Bachelor of Communications and Media, majoring in journalism. Awesome. Do you want to go into a little bit about your interest in Black Lives Matter? Well, yeah. Um, the Black Lives Matter has uh, it is a topic that's quite important to me, uh, particularly because of my background. Um, the Black Lives Matter movement uh, is a movement that's been going on since 2014. Um, it uh, is a thing that's putting a face, really, to the idea behind it um, and really putting forth... Um, the reasoning behind the Black Lives Matter movement, which is an important one, um, which we'll probably go into a little bit more um, in the podcast. So, yeah. uh, next, we've got Regina. Hi, I'm Regina. I currently study a Bachelor of Forensic Science at Griffith University. Um, but yeah, that's really, that's really, that's me. That's me. I'm not going to go into why you're interested in Black Lives Matter? Um, well, obviously, as like an African um, descendant, I'm Nigerian, so it, I just feel like it's important that my skin doesn't determine when I die, you know what I mean? <laughs> Fair enough. Um, and we've also got um, Tasha, I believe her name was. I've only just met her. Uh, hey, <laughs> yeah, I'm Tasha. Um, I study um, a Bachelor of Criminology and Criminal Justice and um, Psychological Science. Um, Bill... <laughs> Black Lives Matter is more than just, you know, um, like a trend or a post or whatever people um, make it as. It's more than that. It's pretty much, um, it means a lot to us because uh, a lot of lives have been lost due to injusticeness. And yeah, um, it affects every single individual, especially black people. And when people um, just start seeing that, then yeah. Awesome. I think we'll go directly into into the podcast now, sorry. Um, firstly, um, I, I do not know the full words to this, so I would like to get Tanya to do this, uh, because I, uh, what is the um, introduction, like the introduction to land, or like... Introduction? Yeah. Um, so, acknowledgement of country. That's what it is, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, would you like um, to go into that, because I don't really know what it is, so... Yeah, sure, so uh, you want me to explain it, or do you want me um, to do one? You can explain it, and you can do one as well, <laughs> so... All right, um, so... Acknowledgement to country is different from a welcome to country. A welcome to country is when uh, you have elders from that area come in and welcome everybody in on the land. Um, uh, an acknowledgement to country is anybody can do that. Um, it's just acknowledging those who were before us uh, and acknowledging the past, present and emerging elders as well. Thank you. So um, I guess I'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners on which we meet today uh, and pay my respects to past, present and future uh, elders as well. Awesome. Thank you. I honestly didn't know there was two of them. I thought there was just one. So that's good. <laughs> um, so just to a general um, focus, what is Black Lives Matter? What is the purpose of it? What is, what is it fundamentally? What is the Black Lives Matter movement? Does anyone want to go? Do you want to go first? Okay, okay I'll, I'll go first. Um, so Black Lives Matter is, um, it, it pretty much is, oh, I don't know how to explain it, but it, it's, it, it's a movement that speaks on the issues of um, black lives, technically. So um, throughout history, we've had um, like the indigenous peoples um, have been like, treated wrongly they've been incarcerated like this as it says down there there's been like false incarceration and everything in america we've had 
um, slavery and all that, slavery in Australia and America together. Um, and because of the extreme, um, how do you say it? Extreme force. Yeah, extreme forces of police officers and how we've had, oh, sorry, we've had um, the media expose all the wild. Uh, very wild um, police brutality people have now come out and spoken about it and how um, everyone has been seeing the issues of how black people have been treated throughout Australia and America. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I, I guess I'd just add on to that. Um, so I, I agree that it's a, a pretty much a demonstration uh, against the deaths of numerous African Americans um, by police actions uh, in the mid 2014 um, as the issue of use of force by police gained national attention um, due to several high-profile cases involving black men, uh, some activists promoted hashtags as a way to identify uh, the message and the displaying solidarity. Awesome. That's a great, great like, introduction to what Black Lives Matter is. Um, obviously, it's um, a very important thing right now, obviously, with the death of George Floyd and... Um, with what's just happened the other day, um, as well as Breonna Taylor, trying to get her as well. Um, obviously, these these got, these shootings are horrible um, and have really sparked this movement back into the the forefront of of discussion right now in media. Um, for those people who may have been paying attention to our previous podcast, I spoke a little bit about this with Lalana, um, Ian Trin, and um, oh, so sorry, I forgot your name. UQ QT president of the UN. Um, but we we're talking about Black Lives Matter and a little bit more about it because it just happened. And um, obviously it's a really horrible thing to to happen to the families um, and victims of this. Um, so, yeah, so basically this stop, this podcast will be about explaining what Black Lives Matter is and also kind of try and figure out what we can do about it. Um, so um, first thing I want to go into, what are the benefits of the Black Lives Matter movement? So what are the benefits of this movement? Obviously it's, to promote the lives of black people um, and to make sure that they're not racially um, attacked. Profile. What, what, yeah, racially profiled, that's the one I'm thinking of. Um, but what is the overall benefits uh, other than that, um, that you guys can think of? Or just, I feel just like just awareness. general quality. Okay. Like awareness, yeah. like there's a lot of ignorant people out there that generally believe that it doesn't exist and it baffles me and I'm like, I don't understand how you could be in a world like right where someone is struggling right next to them and they're showing physical signs and mental signs. You just choose to ignore it. And I feel like by putting it in the media, it's literally, it's one of the only ways that we have now that can show people this thing exists. Yeah. It's happening and it's happening now. It's not something that was there 30 years ago, 40 years ago. It's happening now. And it's, and it's not just, oh, it's just one, one time. It's multiple times over and over and over again. And they always try to console themselves with the, oh, no, but the, the rate of, like, white people um, who get shot is higher, mm. is higher than black people. No, there might be more white people getting yeah. shot. But the rate of which, but the rate of which black people are being attacked, and it's not just black people, it's also minorities mm. as well, yeah. uh, Mexicans, um, Indians, um, Asians, like, it's, it's, it's racial. It's all yeah. racial. It's all yeah. racial. And the benefit yeah so the benefit of it that is that the black lives matter movement also kind of also has linkages with the minority group as well because obviously ob as you say they, they experience definitely the same as well no, definitely because like like i said like black lives can't matter for in order for everybody else mm. to, for, for everybody. i feel like yeah. black people are excluded from the fact that they do matter mm. and just because something doesn't directly happen to you or your family, it doesn't mean that it doesn't happen in general. Mm. And um, Black Lives Movement is showing people that regardless of whether um, this happens outside of your home or it doesn't happen to you or mm. none of your family members get affected, other people still get affected, whether it's mentally, physically or spiritually. Mm. Um, we've had, uh, like, a lot of Black people are scared to go out. Black men are scared to... Do, yeah. Yeah. freedom of movement is hard for them because they're they're literally targeted yeah. they, have to, they have to calculate the movement they're coming yeah. Um, yeah yeah so definitely def like i agree with everything you've just said um but what would you say are the criticisms of the black Lives movement obviously there's 
obviously one big one is the all lives matter stuff that that we're kind of loosely talking about where like there is a there's a movement called all lives matter which is basically where um people who don't really know what black lives matter is kind of had this ignorant idea of not just black lives matter not just black lives matter all lives matter and yet that's kind of in a way kind of ignoring the main point of black lives matter in a way because they're not showing that um black lives matter is (laughs) black lives matter isn't necessarily a movement where they're trying to be one up everybody else they're trying to be on equal footing as everybody else so exactly that's that's definitely a criticism that the um insane nut nut jobs do um and they are (laughs) insane nut jobs um what other criticisms is there um that are legitimate or just racial fear monitoring from all sides of politics would you say i I think oh sorry you go no you can go I think um, probably perhaps the criticism, I think we were talking about this before, Andrew, um, the fact that it's become so casual when we talk about the Indigenous culture, when we talk about the lives of minorities, um, it's just become so casual um, when we talk about the Indigenous culture and in some cases it's become, uh, it's very uh, complacent is what I'm trying to say. Um, I, I think that's probably a criticism of the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, And when we try to talk about the Black Lives Matter movement more, then there's this uncomfortable sense in other people um, and they tend to deter from it. Yeah. That's that's an issue that I do find um, when I do talk about the Indigenous culture, when I talk about the Black Lives Matter movement, people do tend to step away from that. Um, Yeah, they tend to. Yeah. Something that I've noticed. you want to go on for regional? <laughs> oh no, I was going to say, and they always like try to pull out like laws that are um, towards that benefit, for, yeah, like indigenous people, people yeah. and people have, of color that have. They're like, oh, you guys get paid by something. Like, yeah, mm. and I'm like, no, not every single one of them. Not, that's not true because there's also like um like people who get an unwanted <laughs> yeah, benefit. Who get, get that benefit and. Yeah. It's just so, a matter of situation. Yeah, going into what I was, I was, I was going to say um, in regards to that was, I think that that's like I've seen, I've like because I'm a politics student, I've also studied communism and feminism, which, in a weird way, this is kind of similar. Where people don't, where where if someone says like I'm a communist or I'm a feminist, that instantly starts starts debate because it's basically saying that I am here for an argument in a way, um, because like all, like not necessarily it is means that I'm. I'm looking for an argument. It's just in a way because of the, what the media has basically turned it into. It's basically become a debate. If you ever say that you that you agree with any of these movements, um, is what I have noticed with it. Um, and I like I myself have experienced like where I I have come out and said that I'm a feminist, and people have called me um, a pukta because of it. And people don't really understand what those movements actually are. Whereas mm. if people actually understood what what they are, I feel like that casualism that Tani mentioned, or um, I think, will potentially disappear. But I'm not, I'm not entirely sure myself. Um, so, it's like, just like in terms of feminism, I feel like people, if that, if there's a spectrum with that, there's a spectrum of feminists who are very um, aggressive and there's there's a spectrum that actually want these things done and they're always trying to push it done like push it to be done and so that's kind of like the difference between like feminism and like black lives matter if that makes sense that like there there's there's a wave in feminists but with black lives matter i feel like there's only one one goal and that people are trying to push to and it's quality yeah yeah not even just equality equality it's like equity like we should be able to be given the rights to be on the same level as you mm. yeah as other people if that makes sense yeah 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 fair enough sorry <laughs> um i think you asked a question about how it's like um oh gosh, like shut up criticism. oh yeah <laughs> the criticism <laughs> are the criticism legit or they're like Try to unmute um, myself. Sorry. How do you say that word? <laughs> sorry, sorry. Um, oh, fear-mongering. Uh, sorry. Uh, how fear-mongering. Fear-mongering. Like yeah. one of the questions was like fear-mongering, yeah. and I think it's both. I think it's both. Like these criticism, somehow it's like sometimes they are legit and like they have 
there is a point to them and they're like oh yeah i get it the, there is a percentage of like black people who are like going out and hurting people but then we have to remember there is a percentage of all people going out to hurt people yeah like like if you look at like psychopaths the, the percentage of black people who are psychopaths oh uh, not psychopaths sorry um percentage of what, what are they called um killers serial killers the percentage of serial killers of black people is high is very way lower than white people mm. and so you can always use that and I mean, I see a lot more shows about serial killers than I do about, like, about white serial killers than I do see about black serial killers. So. Yeah. So it's like there's a percentage of other people who are trying to kill other people, and not just black people. Mm. And that's how people link it to racial, like, how they get scared by black people, because they're always constantly brought with the facts. Like, especially in America, they have shows where black people are always the bad guys. Black people... Yeah. As a way as it, it instills this message that you're not so, yeah, it, in a sense. Yeah. And so and even, and sorry, no. And like even it's it's also generational too. It's not just it's not just fear anymore, it's like generational like information yeah. passed down. Like oh like I I think those um, people saying after the war, um they were like, Oh black people didn't work that hard, da, 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 da. so that was also passed down to like black people are lazy. And then yeah. Like people, because they went. That's being, why they don't hide them. Yeah, and like people, like they. That's another reason. Um, like they the Like people weren't fed in. Uh, they weren't. They weren't allowed to eat the same food that that um, white people were. So they would have to steal the food. So or black people steal. Like it's just this, um, uh, what's it called? Generational thing that's passed on and has instilled fear into them. And I'm glad that so many people are now like standing up mm. now because mm. of the media. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Um. And I think that also that people need to take into account as well when we're talking about people who um, who are doing these things is that their behaviour um, is almost like an inherited PTSD and an inherited mm. integrational trauma behind behind it all. Mm. So um, I, I think in terms that uh, people need to understand that side as well. Um, uh, it was only, I, I, I've um, interviewed so many Indigenous elders um, who who are, are still alive today who haven't um, quite dealt with their past um, because of the generation. Um, they tend to do things, they tend to do things that they know how to cope in a way that they would cope. Um, and that's just a, a thing that's been passed down um, as well. So, like I said, an integrational trauma. <laughs> it's a pattern. Um, so there was one instance where um, I was in, interviewing an Indigenous woman, an elder, and um, her identity, she, wouldn't, she didn't actually know where she come from, but she knew she was Indigenous, but didn't exactly know where she come from because um, her mother was part of the stolen generation. And... Um, because of that, uh, she was trying to get all of this information. Um, and identity is a big part of being human. So if you don't have a, a good sense of identity, there are issues that can arise from that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can so, imagine a lot of psychological issues as well. Yeah, yeah. There oh. are, there are, but, the thing is, but the thing is, people just don't understand that. People under, look at an Indigenous person and just see what they're doing that might be wrong. Um, they just they tend just to look at that only and not have a think about what's causing this, what's the issues behind all of this. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm not saying that, and I'm not saying that's the case mm -hmm. for all Indigenous people. Yeah. Um, but we do need to understand that there's a real integrational trauma there, um, and that and it does impact um, uh, generations of families. Definitely. Also, yeah, I just um, want to say. Um, we also have a few people watching from America. So uh, we also just, if you're interested in what the stolen generation is, Google it. <laughs> I don't have time to explain what that is. Um, so sorry, Regina, carry on. Um, I feel like the, the one of the issues that, um, that we have is that um, the system is very inconsiderate in regards to like um, American and Australian um, um, black people history like they don't consider how they they feel in terms of their mental health and everything um, so they, they don't think of what they've been through what the black people have been through 
and how that trauma has affected them and why they are the way they are. So I feel like that's one of the issues that we have with, um, yeah, with the black movement, yeah, the issues that's, in America yeah. and everything. Yeah, that's kind of what she was saying with the yeah, yeah. So moving on to, uh, to our next question: uh, How does the Black Lives Matter movement in America differ to here in Australia for, for Indigenous rights? Hmm. So visualization, <laughs> visualization, visualization, yeah. visualization. Is, yeah, okay. because there's like so much. What like there's so much video audio everything from mm. america yeah. then here in australia it's private it's, mm. it's it's private we hide it and yeah it's really sad because i remember where the whole the whole riot started up in was it like april march was it march mm. yeah and around. Around when the yeah when the when the protest started and people online from australia like oh i'm so glad to be in australia mm. there's no racism here mm-hmm. and i just kept reading those I'm it's, like, it's ridiculous are you like what? <laughs> you are genuinely just saying, yeah. <laughs> they're excusing the fact that it does happen they they're not they don't even try they don't try to like, even try and understand to try and yeah. search up to try and like understand, even yeah. you know consider it's not even also it's also it's it goes both ways because it's like two to tango mm-hmm. it's also like even the police hiding it mm-hmm. like they turn the off system. their camera especially in detention centers they yeah. turn off their camera when they're about to do something like yeah, they know it's, it's very, wrong yeah it's very yeah I, I think you're right the visualization is definitely off um, as well as also in america because america is one of the is by far the strongest country in the world right now due, due to economics um it's I feel like it's on show a lot more. It's it's easier to see, um, whereas here in Australia, because we're not that big, that it's often easier to hide. I think. Um, so that's that's all I can really say on that. Um, I feel like know. they're just great at hiding it in Australia. Yeah, so. they're just really good. Because it's more, it's more so in Australia. It's more so in the detention centres than mm-hmm. it is outside. outside because. America is more out public. They're mm. out in the yeah. street. There's a lot of people. So people are more likely to, you know, film it, film injustice. Yeah. But when it's in a detention center, you're taking, everything's taken off you mm. and everything. And you can't, you can't do much about it. It doesn't necessarily mean that, like, racism doesn't happen outside of the detention centers here as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's just not, but, I, don't, I, think, I think you're right on the fact of it's just not as publicized as America's is. Um, I think Tan, he, as a journalist student, I think he would also kind of agree with that as well. Yeah, yeah. Mm, yes. Um, so in terms um, of the reasoning behind our Black Lives Matter movement here in Australia, um, I don't think it, it is all that different. Um, there has not been an accountability for the deaths of Indigenous, for an Indigenous person since the 1990s here in Australia. Uh, somehow they are all... Um, uh, uh, as a case of uh, they all died from natural causes. Um, there have mm. been about 432 deaths in custody since 1991 and not one has been um, convicted. Not one person of authority has been convicted. Yeah, like I said, it's, it's complacency and silence that's to blame. Because I just find it, I just, I just find it ridiculous that, like, I, was, I just put up some stats that two percent, or like Aboriginals make up two percent of our nation. Three percent, yeah, three percent, wow. and they're more likely to be. And twenty, like, and twenty-seven percent make up the prison yeah, population. That is insane. Exactly, it, it's unfathomable. Like, that's, that's not okay. That's I think I think that's another point of, of um, people like I know people that are against like uh, the um, indigenous rights here in Australia. I've met um, political students mm. that are heavy or idiots. The only word I can really use to describe them, um, but they <laughs> one of them I met was um, said that um, the indigenous the indigenous Australians are only two percent of the Australian population, so they don't necessarily matter as much as everybody else. And that was a very <laughs> ignorant. <laughs> Yeah, very ignorant. Um, he almost got a broken nose for that, but um, yeah, very ignorant person. Um, so, like, I think that that's another. I think that's another point of they. It's two percent. They don't necessarily matter too much. When that's that shouldn't be the mentality. I, I feel like the mentality should be everyone is equal, no matter how many of them are here. Um, the same goes for um, any immigrants here as well, because if you're an immigrant from here, you're not necessarily just an immigrant you're also an australian citizen as soon as you open the door 
um, if you live in this country, you live in this country, you are popular, you're a populace. So it doesn't necessarily matter if, like, we need to take care of all of our populace, not just the people that matter the most, um, I feel. So. Mm, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. So I think we'll move on to the four questions. Um, so oh. Those people that uh, uh, can't see the screen uh, because it's a podcast, um, we've got a Currently. bunch of questions. Oh, okay. Um, oh, currently the Indigenous Australians are yeah, facing um, racial injustice. are facing racial injustice daily, even after the fabled sorry speech from, Kevin, from Prime Minister Kevin Rowe, after which the general notion across the country was, we eliminated racism in Australia. Why was this the case, and is there more to reparations and reconciliation than purely an apology? I'd like to anchor this one. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> sorry, Day was held to commemorate, commemorate sorry, the anniversary of the report and to remember the grief, um, suffering and injustice experienced uh, by the stolen generation. Um, this is in hope for reconciliation, uh, and this is what we've been doing every year since May 26, 1998. Um, the speech was about a, a reconciliation uh, from the National Inquiry into separation of an Aboriginal children uh, from their families, um, which is the stolen generation. Um, of course, there have always been ways in which to help close the gap, to um, uh, add to the reconciliation. Um, um, sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> um, so there are, there are things here in Australia. Um, there is one uh, called the Narangalawali Reconciliation Action Plan. Um, and that's for businesses and for schools and for early learning centres uh, to register their place in order to learn and teach others about the Indigenous culture in a, a more respectful way, um, in a way that's not so tokenistic. So um, to answer that second question there, um, yeah. it, it, is there more to reparations and reconciliation than purely an apology? Um, yes, there is. Um, and all it takes is just for someone to do that research and to want to learn all of that. So, yeah. It kind of comes down to personal, like personal education, because I, I think I think I've I think I have actually had this conversation with you before, where, where yeah, most people have, that yeah. yeah, where where most people who study um in like indigenous studies at, during high school or want to learn more about what happened to the indigenous, normally those people are the indigenous students who want to learn more about it, not just um yeah, well it's so, it definitely seemed to be the case. So in school, when I was in school, um the only like Indigenous studies was like an elective. You could just choose yeah. to do it. And when I chose to do it, I realised that it was only Indigenous people actually taking mm. that class. Yeah. So I, I didn't actually really see the point yeah. in that class if nobody else wanted to learn that. Yeah. So, so yeah, that, I, I have had this conversation with you. I don't remember that. Yeah. Because um, yeah. I remember we were discussing whether or not we should have it in high schools, like whether Indigenous studies should be in high school, should just be a core subject instead of being an elective you get to choose um because yeah, obviously it's a yeah, very well, serious issue <laughs> that needs to yeah be. well i've been out of school for so long now so i don't know what actually goes on in school <laughs> now in terms of indigenous studies but um that was just the case when i was going to school um mm. but yeah um generally education is the best form uh, and the best probably the best way to encourage reconciliation uh, in australia mm. I will say this hasn't changed much. <laughs> School hasn't changed much. Um, still shithole. Anyway. Um, yeah. yeah. Sorry, just one more point on that as well. Sure. Um, it only takes, um, if you research your area and find out the nation um, in your area and just have a, a, a yarn with your elders, um, they generally, nine times out of ten, they will be happy to talk to you about you know, history and um, how they feel and, you know, what to do. Like, ask for their opinion and they're nine times likely to hand it over to you straight away. Mm. There is absolutely no ill will or anything like that. It's, it's so easy to do. And it's, yeah. all it takes is for somebody to research and to yeah. actually have an open mind to want to know about the I would, I, would, I would say on that, I feel like people should be more encouraged to go to that instead of... Um, it just being there as an option, it should be almost encouraged to do. If you're 
like say if you're a council member or a uh, local politician, surely it's important to understand who the Aboriginal and the um, Indigenous elders are on the, on, the, on the place. So it should be encouraged to go talk to these people instead of not necessarily like them being there, but not necessarily talking to them. Mm. But there, that's, mm. that's just the idea from my point. Um, yeah, and it doesn't help where people of, like, of leadership who are like actively pushing the fact that, oh no, we apologize, or like they should get over it. Like, yeah, it's, I, been like it's been used as an excuse. Like I'm just gonna put like Pauline Hanson. Like if I get a host lawsuit, I'll get a lawsuit. Pauline Hanson, honestly, I don't know why she's still back in parliament. <laughs> we kicked her out and then it brought her back again like i didn't get it <laughs> like yeah. she, she's number one i think yeah, on um, a previous podcast i've i've come out and said i like she's basically our mascot where she's just a complete idiot but she's doesn't necessarily do anything she's just the face as of one nation she's ready to she attack, she's ready to attack any community that is a white yeah um i've had people on online say that or um they've they've already apologized about the whole issue of um, racism and discrimination and all mm. that stuff that happened like slavery and everything so why don't you guys get over it but the issue with that is if we don't know our history we'll end up repeating it yeah. because if exactly. we do not know what happened in the past mm-hmm. then we won't know what's what's happening to us now yeah. Yeah. so for us to now forget the past of all the bad things that had happened yeah. that we won't really be able to move on yeah, yeah. like when i got to Australia I was um I didn't realize that I like people being racist towards me like mm-hmm. I just didn't know because mm-hmm. like I wasn't I taught that yeah because that's not stuff you that's that's, that's yeah that's not because yeah. I came from Nigeria and that's not something I experienced before and when I got here mm-hmm. took me maybe until I got to grade nine like from grade five to grade nine to realize yeah. that oh my god mm-hmm. this is happening this, this is actually happening situation yeah mm-hmm. I will say that on your point of um us uh, repeating history like as a as a son of a historian nerd, yeah, that's that's definitely the case. Um, so, um, next we've got question five. So, um, just to kind of end that question, um, Indigenous Australians are more likely to be incarcerated, are less likely mm. to be educated than non-Indigenous Australians, and statistically, thirty percent lower. Uh, thirty. No, sorry, and statistically have thirty-three percent lower median income than non-Indigenous Australians. How do we fix this gap in society? What suggestions is there to to fix this gap. Um, That's another great, sorry. You can go. You can go. That that is another great question. And um, the the thing I've always said uh, is that there needs to be, before we make plans, before we do any of that, there needs to be an understanding where we, where we are as an Indigenous people at the moment. Um, It's most crucial because making plans and expecting everybody to follow suit without acknowledging that we are a nation of different people. So uh, one nation, uh, uh, one way, uh, uh, one nation, sorry, one nation might have the same, might not have the same concerns as a different nation. So Mm -hmm. the way that I explained it is that there is a, Nations down south of Australia, um, they have different ways um, catching fish, hunting. So down south, um, as I understood it, um, they would slap the water and the dolphins would herd the fish and they would have their nets ready and cast the net and they would grab a portion of fish and then feed it to the dolphins. It was a bit more of a a relation, a working relationship with dolphins. Um, Up north, there is a herb that you can use where you mash it up and you put it in a pool of water and um, it exaporates the um, the oxygen in the water, knocks the fish out and they rise to the surface. So then the Indigenous people would take that fish out of the pool and then um, the fish would come to and swim back down below um, the water. So there are different ways and there are different concerns for each nation. Coming up with one plan and expecting absolutely every indigenous person to follow suit is it just doesn't work so um another example is um um as i understand it and again i do not speak on behalf of all indigenous people but as i understood it and correct me if i'm wrong um indigenous students from remote communities um 
um, would go to boarding school. There would be a program and they would go to boarding school in the city. Most remote um, Indigenous, remote Indigenous children might not have the same experience as other Indigenous people or other people, Australian people. Yeah. Uh, white Australia. Um, in, in the sense of coping uh, um, in a city, in a city life, in a suburban area. Yeah. Um, so then if they couldn't cope, they would run back home. So we can't expect... Yeah. You can't expect the same sort of um, treatment for all Indigenous people and just do the one thing because that it just doesn't happen. It just doesn't work. No. As I was saying, um, all I wanted to say was that all sizes don't fit. Like all sizes don't fit um, in terms of food. So um, all nations have different concerns and we need to understand that before we make plans. Yep. Awesome. So... <laughs> My brain. I'm really tired today. Um, so yeah, I'm. I, I, I completely agree with you. I think. I think you're right in the fact of um, there is there is a lot of indigenous societies here in Australia. Like a lot of indigenous tribes. I was talking to you about. Yeah, there's over 300 well. in Australia. Yeah. So yeah, just pull up a map of the indigenous like <laughs> like tribes. Just like pulling out a map of America. Just every tons of states. Um, like it is a huge, huge like group of people. So when it comes to understand like trying to bridge a gap between all of them i think that 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 the sheer amount of them almost puts people puts politicians off because they don't really want to like commit themselves to fixing all of the nitty-gritty social gap social issues um which is which is why i would kind of argue that that would make sense why there hasn't been much social change um but that isn't exactly an excuse in terms of what we've been seeing recently with incarcerations, education system, all that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, so yeah. So, yeah. Um, anything else anybody wants to add on that? I just think we just um, like, cause yeah, awareness is a first stage and America is doing such a good job, but it's just sad that there's so much. Yeah, good, good job is being a um, literal hellstorm right now. <laughs> good, <laughs> good, good way of showing us how the world should work. Yeah, yeah it's not even awareness, it's acknowledgement. Just like, yeah, acknowledgement. And more and more people are standing up to not just like people outside, but like their parents. Like, yeah. I saw this video of this girl her parent her father was like oh like they're animals like I see them where I work da, da, da. and and she was like teaching her father she was like no no this isn't this is this isn't that's not how it is that's how they want you to see it and like she like gave him stats and everything he was like oh like I didn't know that yeah. like, there was still a little bit of ignorance in him like you could tell that he was still yeah. just trying to fight it but yeah. like you can tell that he's all oh, okay oh okay you know mm. Like okay. something that I've noticed with definitely with in uh, America is that they're not necessarily queued up on black history. Like in, in, in a sense, like something that I noticed not long ago, cause I, I didn't even know what this was before was um, the topic of Juneteenth where the majority of, of black people in America did, didn't know what Juneteenth was, even though it's such a monumental moment for indigenous people. Um, I've also seen recently of the, um, come on, kind of what late night show I was watching, I think it was John Oliver who mentioned that um, there was a whole massacre that happened in a, an estate that people just don't have any idea that even happened. And that's, like, yeah. it's such a massive, massive massacre that people, it's, it's almost astounding the fact that people don't know about it. Um, and I can imagine mm. it's the same here with, with Australia. Um, something that my mum, my mum who was also a, a historian, as I was mentioning, said to me because she she studies indigenous history in, in a way because she finds it absolutely fascinating um she was telling me a story about um i, I think it was like down in tasmania um where she where they would load up where they would get indigenous people on in in a line and then just like force them to, to jump off cliffs basically like um i i'm not sure if that was full like i don't necessarily the full know the full um details of this but it was something that my mom constantly brings up in terms of the issues that are happening in like the sheer level of um, problem here in Australia. Um, but 
in terms of suggestions, um, does anyone have any suggestions on what we can do about the social gap? Because you mentioned before, Tani, that there is no one big ultimate solution to this. How? No, like, there what, isn't. This is yeah. yeah. Like, what, what suggestions yeah. would you effectively we'll start with? Like, with false information. Yeah, false People information. spreading false information to stop mm. through the media. Like, through the media, like, um, is it Fox News? No. Mm. Fox yeah, News. Fox News. Well, like, yeah, like, all of them, they need to, they need to stop going, um, mm. like, telling, oh, yeah, this happened, this happened, and, like, it's an over-exaggeration. Like, yeah, like, especially with the whole coronavirus case where the two girls, like, came into show and mm. their face, their name, and then yeah. people like not just like and then the media just um basically allow people to go, oh this is their address, this is mm-hmm. where they live, yeah. this is where they're not. So they violated their privacy. Yeah. Where if it didn't come out is for another the topic. Coronavirus <laughs> is another topic. Um yeah. But, yeah, it is, but it, it's just but like it's just that um they I think you're right. There's a lot of misin mis misinformation out there, especially even among black communities as well, in terms of um yeah. like there was a there was a thing, there was a statistic that Trump put out ages ago. I can't um, I was complete horseshit, but it was, it said um, that 94% blacks kill whites, and that's complete. That isn't true at all, but it that's was fear mongering, and it got people like, to believe it's it. It's almost laughable. It's almost yeah, laughable. it is. Yeah, it's it's retarded, really. I, I'm sorry for saying that word. I know it's pretty bad right now, um, mm. but yeah, it, it was just ridiculous. But that that media, that news gets around. It gets into people's heads, and people genuinely yeah, and believe people it. Yeah, people are to believe it, especially, especially like. The president of I'm the not, United States. So, so then there's like people. It's because yeah. sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, hmm. it's just because people are so ready to believe anything that can prove their point yeah. that they're not going to back it up. Does yeah. that make sense? Like, like middle-aged white kid, um, white women are ready to go. Um, are ready to post about oh that one black person that shot. Um, shot someone in the street, but they aren't ready to talk about the one the white, white boy that went into a school and shot up the whole school. Yeah. Doesn't make sense. They're not ready yeah. to talk about that. They're ready yeah. to talk about other people's issues, issues but not, not the their own, in, their, in their, their own community. We all need to like mm. be able to talk, speak about our issues. Mm. Say yes, we are wrong within our situations, and then come together and be like, what can we what do can we do to, to fix this? Like yeah. it's not together. Yeah, we can't just we can't just ignore our own issues within our own um, races and then come out of our own race and be like, stop, yeah. you know, yeah. trying yeah, to definitely. control them. Other people, it's, mm. it's ridiculous. Yeah. Mm. I think um, that I sorry, Danny. No, you're right. You go first. Okay. Um, with what I was like mentioning before in terms of the coronavirus, because obviously there's a lot of fake news out there. And um, I'm just going to dig myself a bigger grave with China. But um, in terms of China, um, when this coronavirus first started, they actually started blaming black people for doing it. And they were um, evicting them. They were putting, yeah, like, yeah. creating propaganda about um, the, what the issues of, black, of, the, of um, that black people created coronavirus, so to speak. Um, yeah, now, they're, yeah. now they're making another conspiracy theory about America doing it. But yeah yeah. Um, yeah it was like a lot of them were nigerians yeah um, and they were like China. high they're like high educated nigerians yeah. who are kicked out of their homes that they yeah. pay for still have to pay for yeah and because, just because of mm. like like of nonsense the, of a theory, of, of a yeah. theory and it's that and they're being told by not like it's not even like people passing it word to word it's the police mm. like yeah. police are going around saying yeah if you're if you serve a black person in this place Mm. rescue yeah and so they're putting so there's, fear into other mm, there's a lot of issues in regards to the fake news that, that that's for sure mm. um i'm not going to talk too much about china just because i don't want to get targeted by china because i know how cool <laughs> they are um but also yeah. because china is a different topic <laughs> yeah, you um yeah you um but yeah I'm, that last question i think it's a very important question because Right now, I think that right now, I don't, I don't think education is the way forward right now. I think, or awareness. I think right now the society is already aware enough. I think what we need right now is suggestions on what we can do to fix that gap. And I just want to know what those gaps, what that fix is, because I don't know it fully. Um, well, yeah. You and me both, because there's no easy yeah. answer exactly, <laughs> for yeah. this question. Yeah. But, but like I said before, um, even just 
having a chat with your local elders, like I said, they, they're happy to talk to you about history. They're happy to talk to you about what, they, what they're feeling and what they want. Um, it's just making uh, an effort to do that, I think. Um, you're, you might find some things that you wouldn't know before. Um, with the Indigenous culture, I've always said that people actually don't know um, quite a lot about it. They, of course, they know about Dreamtime, but there are so many stories within, within that that... that that are just quite beautiful and almost fairy tale like yeah. um, and so much information embedded in these stories um, that could benefit anybody. Yeah. Um, so I just think having, just having a chat with your local elders um, mm, definitely. and I, I know you don't want to hear this, but education as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I have to yeah. disagree with what um, you said before about like how education isn't going to be the solution. Like I, education is, the mm. only thing like i'm not the only thing it's like a really major thing that we have because like I can't the generational fear thing is a big thing and teaching it at school mm. is is what will like bring it to light because like um when at my first school i'm not going to name names mm. my first school they were teaching us about like oh what the like the terrible things that have been like done to mm. aboriginal people yeah and to my second school it was never mentioned mm. And so, like, when yeah, we'll talk I, about it, they'll that. be like, oh, really? Did that happen? And I'm like, yeah. excuse me? Like, yeah, yeah, I understand. And it's, I it's really, it's it's, absurd. it's the responsibility of, like, the education minister to be, inst like, installing things yeah. like this. It's up to parents to mm. be, like, teaching their kids or, like, learning from their kids, not dismissing yeah, it from definitely. their kids. Definitely. It's, and then mm. with that, we start this big, this, this side that, that's ready to fight and ready to do something out of it because yeah. every, like, let's say 10, you, you tell 10 people and at least three will, will be like, oh, what can I do? You yeah. know, and that keeps growing and growing and growing. Yeah. And Just to I, kind of go back to my point, my, like, I completely agree with you, um, but my point was more to is we need, <laughs> the words, way, way, is that we are fully aware of that right now. Um, education, we still need, no question, but an awareness, I think, I think people are aware enough about what's been going on. There are, there are always going to be people that are too arrogant to understand or too ignorant to understand what actually happened um, and mm -hmm. understand the ramifications of why ra like racial injustice still happens. Um, but what I necessarily want to know is what suggestions can we, what other suggestions is there instead of just education? What, what policy things can we introduce to make sure that we can fix this social inequality gap, as I mentioned, with incarceration and income and all these different things. What can we do to reach an equ equilibrium between Indigenous Australians and non-Indigenous uh, Australians? But, yeah. Training of police officers? That as well. <laughs> That's another, another suggestion. <laughs> um, like training, like screening of police officers? I would, um, yeah. So, so the police brutality debate is really a big topic right now, especially in America where um, like the training they get over in America is like like it's actually warrior style training. Like scary. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, anyway, um, how long how long have you got? Yeah, like here in like in in Australia, I think we just need to be screening out like our um, like our police officers here more. Like there was this like I've met people like the police officers and we'll be talking to them about this stuff and like oh nah these people are just violent and I'm like. Huh. How were you allowed to be a police officer if you generally think about yeah. if you think about the people you're supposed to be serving like this? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, I, I went out drinking with a police officer one night um, ages ago. But I didn't get drinking with him, I just went out drinking and I met him. Um, yeah, strange circumstance that was. Um, I wasn't arrested, just <laughs> for everyone, firstly. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I met, I met this police officer who um, openly said that, like he it's kind of complete twat, but he basically said that um, with coronavirus, like as it continually grows, we'll see a rise in terrorism because um, people who have mental health issues will keep their mental health issues. Like they won't talk about their mental health issues. It will just continue their indoctrination of Islam and things. And I think that right there is a, is a common, common misconception of, of mental health is not terrorism in a sense. So which is just a basic thing, but it's something that that our, that our, sorry, that our policemen should know 
and the same goes with Indigenous Australians as well, is that racism is still an issue and that these things, mm. when it comes to racial profiling, that's a key part of their job that they need to make sure they don't do. Um, so Exactly. Yeah. Um, and we can say all lives matter as much as we like, but the fact is the actions speak uh, louder than that. Exactly. Um, that's kind of, that's, an, that's I, another one of my points as well. So. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I think um, in my first introduction um, to realising that other people didn't see my culture in the same way um, was when my dad came to pick us up from school, probably in grade seven. And um, I think some of other, the other parents were a little bit nervous and they ended up calling the police on him. And I, I just remember uh, my mum going into the office and just screaming her head off at the principal for doing that um yeah just for picking us up us kids up from school so um that's probably my first introduction to all of this um, yeah, but in a sense but in a sense we have come a long way um in terms of equality and equity it's just that we need to keep going the momentum it's for good that. to hear that we're making progress because from my point of view we are not necessarily making any progress we're just kind of in the sandbox making small movements but yeah that's, yeah, that's just from my point of view <laughs> in some instances that's yeah that's definitely correct yeah mm. um anyway so i guess we'll, we'll conclude now since it's about an hour time now um so mm. thanks everybody for coming coming on um no tani uh, nefemi uh tosha i believe is that how you pronounce yeah it? yep cool yeah that's tosha, um, tosha. yeah cool um so just to conclude we've got two podcasts um, coming up um, that I have yet to plan. Uh, one with the UN Youth um, President, uh, Daniel Padova, which I'll still, ha I'll have to coerce him to talk to me uh, at some point because uh, he just won't answer my messages. Um, and we've also got a podcast on gender-based violence with Lalana, who is our president, um, a topic that she still is very passionate about and wants to talk about. Um, so keep an eye out for those podcasts. Um, and then secondly, just to say thank you to all of you guys, um, Tani, Tosha, and Nefemi, is there anything you guys would like to plug, add? Um, Tani, I know that you wrote a bunch of articles. Do you want to like, plug them here if you want? Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> I did write um, about uh, identity uh, in terms of being Indigenous um, because I'm a, a, light, a lighter skin tone. Um, I... Uh, I wrote an article surrounding some of the issues, um, mental health, um, um, in terms of that. Because um, as I mentioned before, identity is such a big um, thing for a human being um, to know. Um, uh, but yeah, I'm happy to uh, put through some articles if you want to read them, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry, we'll, we'll check them up on the uh, Facebook post, it's fine. Um, no worries. <laughs> Oh, and also just the last thing, um, I've also gotten a lot of people, um, in our last podcast, I mentioned that, um, a friend of mine was about to commit suicide and I luckily was able to stop him at the last point. And, um, because of that, I'd been dealing with a lot of mental health issues because of that, which is why this podcast has taken like four, four weeks to do. Um, but just cause I haven't been in the right headspace, but I've gotten a lot of people like coming to me saying, I'm asking if I'm okay. Um, talking to me about it. I'm fine now, um, but mm, I am really thankful good. for what for all of my friends for talking to me at that point. I just really didn't want to use social media, and it's great to go out and talk to my friends one on one. So yeah. Um, anyway, so that should be the end. If Nefemi, do you want to plug anything? No. <laughs> no about that? Wait, um, let me just plug that. I am the um. Is this like the accountant? No, oh, yeah. Um, so, the secretary also the of this club. The secretary, yeah. Nefemi is secretary also and treasurer. Yeah. So, uh, she's um, also secretary and treasurer of the Social Justice Society. Um, just because, yeah. like, ages ago, I forgot to mention that. Uh, <laughs> um, so, <laughs> you too, I forgot to introduce yeah. her, like, something like that. Like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like but I said, yeah. not in the right headspace. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, thank you so much guys for listening um yeah. Yeah, thank, thank you, you guys for, for joining us appreciate it and thank you. hope to see you in the next one bye hope so. uh, bye